Climate change is a pressing phenomenon. Tackling it involves convincing people to change deeply rooted habits and incur additional costs with few visible benefits in the short term. For politicians who are dependent on their electorate, this can be difficult. But while avoiding bold decisions may keep some voters on side, political inertia is making many young people, those most likely to be directly impacted by climate change, disillusioned and disgusted. It only serves to reinforce the increasing distrust of politicians, which is not confined to one age bracket and pushes people towards alternative actors or actions. But with young people losing face and politicians losing face, does politics still have a chance of saving the planet? In this episode of the Green Deal podcast, journalists from across Europe and across the Euronet Plus radio network ask young people, observers and experts how the young relate to politics in the context of the climate emergency and who they trust to bring about change. Many of the young people I meet express disinterest in politics and don't want to vote. According to OECD data, one in four 18 to 24-year-olds claim not to be interested in politics at all compared to one in five of the overall population. This phenomenon, often referred to as youth apathy, has been evident in recent elections across the EU and also further revealed. On average, 18 to 24-year-olds are 16% less likely to go to cast their ballot, says the OECD. Greece may be the cradle of democracy, but even people there are losing interest in politics. Nikos, our colleague from Greek media outlet Sky, interviewed Faye Makantasi from Dianeosis, an independent research organization that studies Greek society. She told him that people in Greece do not trust elected officials to tackle climate change. Φαίνεται ότι υπάρχει μια αναχωρική αναγνώριση του προβλήματο τη κλιματική αλλαγή με το 94% των Ελλήνων. Greek people's overall relationship with politics has declined over time, with younger Greeks significantly less involved in politics than their elders. It is also interesting to note that five out of ten Greeks believe that citizens would do a better job than politicians in solving the country's problems. There seems to be a lack of trust. Furthermore, eight out of ten people think that most politicians are not interested in what ordinary people want or believe. There is in no way what we call a climate of trust in the political system in general, and even less so when it comes to dealing with long-term and very important issues, especially when they involve short-term political costs. Portugal is one of the countries that appears most disinterested in politics. Despite this, young people are still not being taken seriously by the political establishments, laments Carla Malafaya, a researcher at the University of Porto's Faculty of Psychology and Educational Sciences. She tells Cristina, our colleague from Radio Nerenacinza, how Portugal's youth are perceived in the political world. 
a investigação diz-nos que os jovens também são, sentem que são vistos de formas muito antagónicas também e quase até paradoxais. Research tells us that young people feel that they are seen in a very antagonistic and paradoxical way. On the one hand, they are seen as the big victims of the climate crisis, because the climate crisis has this intergenerational dimension, where the younger generations are the ones who are going to be most affected by the risks and consequences of climate change. On the other hand, these mobilizations are very often considered childish and politically apathetic. We often hear that young people want to skip school, for example. There is an infantilization of climate mobilization. In Malafaya's view, politicians are not doing enough to reach out to young people and take their opinions into account. This is a feeling shared in many EU countries. It is certainly the experience of young Bulgarian Hristina Slavova, a master's student in English philology, who was interviewed by Maria Hristova from Bulgarian National Radio. It is worth noting that Bulgaria has the lowest voter participation rate in the EU. Many young people lose faith because they don't see anything changing. Many politicians want change, but they impose it from the top down. Let's say they change the prime minister, the president, the government. And what happens? Society stays the same. Change can only happen. And we're talking here about the Green Deal and the whole political and public part of our lives. If it starts from the bottom up, there will be a new generation of voters and public figures to lead it. It is not politics that runs our lives, but society. Young people are the key to the future. Just while young people are turning away from the current political establishment, this does not mean that they have lost all hope for change. On the contrary, they are beginning to transform and expand the political sphere. They are getting involved in politics, but not through traditional channels and not in the traditional way. As Nikolai Kunitson, a politics professor at Tele University, told Maret, a reporter with Estonia's Kuku Radio. Aga tegelikult poliitika siukses tänapäevases, ütleme, käsitlusest postmodernsest tähendab seda, et poliitik on kõik jal, et me ei saa ilma poliitikat olla. In fact, from a postmodern perspective, politics is all around us. We cannot be without it. If you go out to buy a coffee or a tea, this means that some farmer or other can put bread on his table in another part of the world. So if we take a bit more of a holistic approach, in which we are surrounded by politics, then we can say that we are all involved in politics. Do we share a video of what's happening in Ukraine? Do we sign a petition to boycott Shell Oil in Estonia? All discussions between young people are part of politics. We are increasingly seeing the neoliberal view of politics, where the individual is responsible for everything. Eat less meat, reuse your clothes, use a scooter and not a car. But these are all micro-changes. They have their place, but real change has to happen at the system level in the political arena, such as when big changes come about at European or Estonian level. When young people feel that they can't change the big things, they fall back to the individual level to try to change things that way. Noortel tekib tunne, et võibolla ma ei saa seda väga palju mõjutada, eks ole? Et ma pigem taandun oma sinna individi rolli ja sellega ma üritan mõjutada. If you accept this view, politics now extends to all spheres of life and involves all of our daily actions and decisions. It's certainly true that young people are tending to mobilize around the issues that most concern them. Dr. Tomasz Dejelan, 
professor at the Faculty of Social Sciences at the University of Ljubljana, describes this individualization in a conversation with our colleague Tatiana from RTV Slovenia. This individualization does not mean that I do not care about society, but that I will be able to express my support in an individual way for a particular idea, a particular problem. This trend clearly means that young people are unlikely to feel a strong bond with a certain political party. They are more likely to follow issue politics, if we can call it that, than party politics. For this reason, the youth vote is much more volatile than that of the older generation. Or so says Dario Tuorto, Associate Professor of General Sociology at the University of Bologna, who was speaking to Giulia from Radio 24. I would say that one of the characteristics of youth participation and voting is its short-termism, its capacity to be influenced by changes in the political picture. Young people react to these changes faster than the other social groups. They may be quick to turn to politics and change their allegiance, but they can just as quickly turn their backs and punish those parties they have previously rewarded. Torto goes on to explain that there are many other reasons why young people are not active in politics. They may be totally focused on going to university, studying, entering the labour market, starting their professional lives, in short, on all the challenges and uncertainties of the future. This often distracts them from building a stable political identity. But somewhat paradoxically, the state of affairs will not change without political support and it needs to change because some level of political interest ensures social cohesion. This is a major challenge for politicians who must strive to engage their electorate in political life. Maya is 16 years old and at school in Hamburg, Germany. She is an active spokesperson for Fridays for Future. Interviewed by Zina, For German broadcaster RMS, she stresses that politics still has plenty of power when it comes to addressing climate change. Der Einfluss der Politik ist unfassbar groß und sollte genutzt werden. Also den Ansatz von wegen die Unternehmen und die Wirtschaft, die klären das. The influence of politics is incredibly big and needs to be wielded. I understand the principle of leaving business and industry to take care of themselves. This practice has been used for years. But we can see that it has not been sufficient in recent decades. The strategy in recent years has been to say, we'll see how it goes, the market will regulate it. And the market hasn't regulated it. There are always cool startups, and I'm always surprised by what's out there. But then we have these huge companies that are responsible for so much of the emissions, and it's precisely these companies that really need to change. A very big adjustment screw has to be put in place, and they won't do it on their own. Politicians have to step in and impose regulations on companies. And this has nothing to do with an eco-dictatorship. It is simply necessary in the face of a global crisis that could become even more severe. If it doesn't work on its own, we have to intervene. And politics has a lot of power here, which it absolutely must use. As long as there are social majorities, and a large part of society thinks that politics is doing too little. Großer Teil der Gesellschaft denkt ja, dass zu wenig getan wird und dass da mehr von der Politik auch gemacht wird. The Fridays for Future movement indeed has galvanized many young people, persuading them that their voices can be heard 
and it has been widely credited for influencing the political agenda and putting green issues on the map, including in Brussels. But while young people mobilizing in the streets is nothing new, what is new is the way today's youth use social media to do this. In fact, new technologies are making it possible to do politics without politicians. Our Slovenian expert, Tomáš Dejelan, underlines this point. With the introduction of new technologies, it has become very clear that the traditional actors, as targets and modes of political action, have changed. So if you want to influence, for example, the environmental awareness of certain economic actors, young people, among others of course, understood quite early on that media pressure or public pressure can be a much more powerful way of discouraging a company or a multinational from behaving in a certain way than trying to convince different national governments to change the law and succeed in getting a ban. 22-year-old Nihat tells Miriam, from Belgian broadcaster RTBF, that her generation is indeed very political, but not in a traditional way. We have seen it, and we see it every day. Our generation was born with mobile phones, social networks, up-to-the-minute information. We hear everything. We know what's happening on the other side of the world in a few seconds. We are much more affected by politics. We often hear that young people are apolitical these days, that politics no longer interests us. We are interested in politics. It's just that we're interested in a different way. We want to be on the ground. In Lithuania, a country whose Green Party is only in its infancy, eco-activist Lukas Damulinas welcomes the fact that environmental activism appears finally to be influencing voter behavior. But, he tells our colleagues at Ginura Diaz, that communication methods need to continue to evolve over time. There's no need to look very far afield. Take France and also Germany. Berlin's biggest march against climate change took place the day before the election. Perhaps it is no surprise that the Greens in Berlin simply swept the floor in the election. And for the first time, they won many seats in the Bundestag in general. So yes, we must look for unconventional, non-standard ways to present our ideas. A lot of things we still do are, let's say, simpler. We protest, we discuss things loudly. But people have really changed. This generation has changed. If I am not as interested in Facebook anymore, that is probably also true of other young people. And we must adapt to that. Adelaide Charlier has been one of the Belgian leaders of Youth for Climate and Fridays for Future for the past four years, since the age of 17. She sailed to COP25 in Chile in 2019 and then spent a whole year in the European Parliament as an observer for the Green Party to better understand the political system she had criticized, so she says. In an interview with RTBF, Adelaide explains that she has learned that politics is all about compromise in the European Parliament as elsewhere, and this is a real source of frustration. This is also what disturbed me a lot, to see that there are compromises to be made. And this is what all the politicians we met told us, even the most convinced. They say that we are pitted against each other and that this is the best we can do at the moment. According to them, politics is about compromise. But in the face of scientific fact, the degradation of nature and therefore the degradation of the human species, compromise is not acceptable. 
This is where our political system fails to respond to the climate emergency. We have been aware of this emergency for 50 years and have been fighting to respond to it for 50 years. And I think to myself, we have to move to the next stage of democracy, among other things. We have to move, for example, to a much more participatory democracy, involving citizens. Having seen hundreds of thousands of young people taking to the streets in recent years, I realize that part of what they have been shouting is, we want to participate, we are legitimate, our voice has meaning. You must take it into account in the decisions you make. However, democracy is about trade-offs, and there is probably not much to be done about the need for compromise. But the key takeaway from this podcast is that young people do want to be involved in politics and cannot continue to be overlooked. It is their future after all. And perhaps, under their impetus, other forms of democracy will gradually emerge, which will better respond to the challenges of this century and of climate change in particular. See you soon for a new episode where we will talk about those small gestures that can make a difference in reducing our carbon footprint and our dependence on fossil fuels. Stay tuned! <laughs>